From Spotify, this is The Window. First-person snapshots of life during the pandemic. I'm your host, Xavier Jernigan. Everybody calls me X. And I'm coming to you from my living room in Brooklyn, where I've been spending a lot of time these days. All right, so check it out. Here's a little bit of my snapshot before we jump into the story. I live alone. And as the days go, I'm starting to feel cooped up in my one-bedroom apartment. So I escape to the rooftop of my building every day. I go up there to feel the sun on my face and to stay sane. To see the Manhattan skyline and remember the city is still there. I watch the buses run up and down Fulton Street below and the people in the building across the way. I see their kids jumping up and down on the bed without a care in the world. Life keeps moving. And in this show, we're learning how. We sent people from all walks of life a set of questions and asked them to record their answers on their phones. We're going inside people's homes and inside their experience of this unprecedented time. It's a window that allows us to see each other despite the distance. In this first episode, we meet Matt Wiley. He also lives in New York, and his job is to keep the trains running, literally. He's an electric traction lineman for Amtrak, which means that he and his group maintain Amtrak's electrical system between Boston, Washington, and Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It's essential work, so staying home for him just isn't an option. He recorded this for us at his apartment, and just a heads up, there are a couple of curse words. I just got off of my shift. It's about 7.30 a.m. Um, I work the overnight shift in Sunnyside, Queens. I'm glad to be home. Uh, my group is responsible for the um, construction and maintenance and protection of the overhead, uh, what we call catenary lines and electrical system that exists above the train to make it go. We do work around 12,000 volts. So of course there's risks involved in that. We also work at a height. Um, so we have to wear these you know, big harnesses that go <clears throat> around, your, around your waist and then around your legs and also around your shoulders. And they hook to your sort of your upper back. The first thing I do when I get home is wash my hands. <laughs> Uh, this morning when I got home, I ha- washed my hands with my mask on. Even I didn't even take that thing off first. Um, you know, you don't want to um, bring the virus back in with you. Right now, I, I live in the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood of Manhattan. For those not familiar, it's, it's on the west side of the city, um, sort of in the center of the island. Um, we're really close to the USNS Comfort, an absolutely massive ship docked here in the New York Harbor. Uh, I got to see that in person a few days ago, and it was really cool um, to see that up close. It's also just kind of bizarre to have a, a medical aircraft carrier a few blocks from your apartment. And right now I'm 
in the middle of sort of self-isolating with my wife. Oh, we also have a pet fish. His name is Werewolf. My wife is a special ed teacher, elementary school, and it was her classroom pet, so they got to name him. And honestly, I couldn't think of a better name, so we <laughs> kept that one for sure. What would the first two sentences in a diary entry be today? And what would you tell future generations about today? Um, on March 1st, I was at a concert with some really close friends. And on April 1st, I'm wearing a mask and gloves in the epicenter of a pandemic to commute to work. So times have really rapidly changed um, in these last few weeks. It's a very interesting time that we're in to have to uh, commute every day in the middle of a pandemic. It's, it's a ghost town. There's maybe a couple of cars walking to the subway. The few people that are out are in masks. And it's just, it's kind of eerie, to be honest. Uh, there's a lot more, you know, reading stories about wildlife coming out when the humans aren't there. And the wildlife that is in uh, New York City are unfortunately like rats. <laughs> so sometimes I'll see, or more often than not, I'll see a lot of those scurrying around. Um, just because there's no foot traffic um, for them to be kind of scared away. So what have you created or made since your first day of quarantine? Last night, uh, we, we actually uh, had this fun idea. We made a fort with uh, uh, sheets and kind of hung them up everywhere and threw some blankets down on the couch. And it was like this, uh, this little like kid shelter almost and watched some movies and it was, it was really fun. All right, what are you binge watching right now? Well, Tiger King, uh, just like everyone else, I watched all six or seven episodes of that batshit crazy story. Um, it's uh, it's it's really just good entertainment. So if you haven't seen it already, I, I highly recommend it. What's the song you can't live without right now? Oh, I put down Sam Cooke, Bring It On Home. Uh, that man has a sweet, Sweet melody. Aside from happy birthday, what song have you been singing while washing your hands? I do this thing where I make up my own little jingles that are just terrible and they don't rhyme. And I'm a bad singer, but you know, if I, it would be something like washing my hands, washing my hands, gonna wash my hands so I don't be dirty. <laughs> Keep my hands clean, keeping them clean, washing my hands, but you know, I'm counting as I'm doing it. All right. What's the best advice you've received lately or a quote you've been thinking about? I did see something recently that said, uh, sometimes it takes a little rain to know you have holes in your shoes. And, uh, you know, again, bringing it back to this epidemic, I think that it's, um, sometimes we just have to, you know, just kind of stop and, and, you know, uh, amend or fix whatever. And 
not keep um, keep trekking around with wet sock because who likes that, you know? <laughs> so, also another quote I would say in Samuel L. Jackson voice: "Stay the fuck home." Sorry if I can't curse. Um, what has surprised you most about this time? So I think what surprised me most is just so many jobs getting cut and being considered non-essential to a day-to-day process. What are categorized as non-essential work is still absolutely essential. A lot of, especially, obviously, customer service and and restaurants that are just being hit fucking hard right now. Uh, workers have always been essential. And we are what sort of drives this society and makes it function properly. All right, what's giving you hope right now? So last, last night, last evening, I went out to get groceries with my wife and right at 7 p.m. there was a um, cheering and clapping and banging pots and pans. Um, people, you know, basically kind of screaming out their window and hooting and hollering. If you live in New York City, you know maybe a little bit about this, but it's essentially every single evening at 7 in Manhattan, people cheer for the medical workers and first responders that are dealing with with this epidemic. People are cooped up in their apartments and you can't go outside unless it's for anything essential. And the fact that everyone is still collectively thinking about getting through this um, is, is really, really hopeful. What's one thing you're most excited to do once this whole thing is over? Oh my gosh, I want to take my wife out to our favorite dinner spot, this uh, Korean fried chicken place uh, around the corner from our apartment. And then after that, just go out and just dance and sweat it out and be around people and hug my friends and plan a trip to go see my family. This is a really, just a really strange time and it really makes you, makes you miss uh, all your friends and all your family. And yeah, that's what I would do. Matt Wiley is a lineman for Amtrak. He recorded this from his home in New York. On the next episode of The Window, a hairstylist in Atlanta on the decision to reopen her salon. Now that there is not a stay in place, landlords can force us to still pay. So we now have to take risks and it's just a catch-22. 
New episodes of The Window drop Wednesdays and Fridays. You can find us on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. The Window is created by Gimlet Projects. Matilde Erfolino is our associate producer. Jamisia Thomas and Carrie Ann Thomas are our producers. Our supervising producer is Caitlin Baguki. Editing by Andrea B. Scott and Renita Jablonski. Mixing and sound design by Katherine Anderson. Music by Katherine Anderson, Emma Munger, and Peter Leonard. Our theme song is by Emma Munger. Abby Razika is our executive producer. I want to dedicate this episode to my friend, Deacon Ruth Corbett of Emanuel Baptist Church of Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. She died from complications of coronavirus on April 7th. I'm Xavier Jernigan. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier Jernigan. Stay safe. I'll see you soon.